It's that time of the week again. You are about to participate in a great adventure. It's that time when the latest episode of Digital Kill the Radio Star drops. Drop? What the hell do you think you're doing? It's time to waste another hour or so with David and Chris. Oh my God! As they spout out more of their worthless music knowledge. I wouldn't do that if I were you. It's time to hear them discuss the music of their youth. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. As well as the music of today. Excuse me while I whip this out. So kick back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Who are those guys? Digital Kill the Radio Star starts Come on, quit stalling! Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Digital Kill the Radio Star podcast. As usual, this is your host, David, and I'm here with my other host, Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm good. How are you doing? I cannot complain. Uh, we're recording this on um, Sunday night, and um, I guess we're both getting ready for the work week, but uh, it's been a uh, been a hot weekend. Has it been that hot in Memphis? Super, super hot. Plus, this is for people that aren't from around Memphis. This is, uh, we had Cooper Young Fest, which is... It's a, a street festival that's done in, in my neighborhood of Midtown Memphis. And without fail, the festival's always hot. But, man, I've never dealt with a festival that hot. We went in for lunch, came out, and it seemed like – and then we grabbed a drink to watch Under the Radar play. And just we were at, at the deli. They were – you know, where the deli is, David, and they were set to the side of that. So we were able to sit, and we were kind of in the shade. And once that was over, man – I couldn't. I didn't even want to look around anymore. It was about a, it was about a fifteen minute walk back to my house, and that was like the longest walk ever. But yes, long way of answering. It's been brutal. Other than uh, under the radar, you see anybody you liked? Now there wasn't a whole lot performing. Um, I was gonna go see see uh, Amy. Well, Amy Jamison play, but um, she she was going on at. It said one thirty from what I saw on the website, and so I we got over there probably about one forty five or whatever. And we were just looking around, and I couldn't see any, couldn't see where she'd be playing. And I saw Todd later, and he said that she went on at twelve thirty. So I don't know where that miscommunication was, but anyway, she played. And he said he said she rarely plays these days, so he was all happy about it. And he got on. He said he got on stage and played a couple of songs. I know he said he did um, "Beautiful Tonight" and I think a couple others. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I wish I'd have seen that. But, you know, I saw Under the Radar, and it's been a while since I've seen them play live. And, uh, yeah, they put on a good show, and crowd seemed to be into them. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully big things will happen for those kids. They're good, they're, they're good guys, um, 
great, great musicians. Well, just a few times we've been around them. I mean, even if they don't make it in music, I think they're going to be just fine. They're, they're very grounded and um, nice, young, respectful. And, you know, guys that seem like they got a good head on their shoulders. Yeah, so it was it was good. And, and that was a, I mean, it, it was a good venue for them, you know, being at that festival. A uh, decent amount of people were there watching them. So that was good. But, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of other people to see because there's not a lot of – well, there is music, but there wasn't – I guess probably the biggest name besides Under the Radar that played, and it is the biggest name, but the ones who went on after them was that, you know, we've seen them before, um, Shotgun Billies. Uh-huh. And they played, but like I said, we went we went after that. It was, it was way too hot. Yeah, they've got to seriously think about pushing that festival back because I think I came to your house one day, one time to record – um, we were recording on podcast there, and it was really hot then. I mean, it's just it just September's been hotter than August. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it it, it has been. This has been probably one of the only thing that's been a little bit better is the nights aren't so bad. I mean, we were actually able to sit on a patio last night and not suffer, you know, because the humidity actually goes down a bit. But now we're starting to sound like the Weather Channel, David. So, uh, Chris, we're slowly inching toward episode 100. This is episode 96, and um, things are moving along. And we have uh, we're going to see Blind Melon next uh, Friday night. I'm excited about that. Aren't you? Yeah, I am. I, I actually forgot that was next Friday. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll yeah. be it'll be it'll be cool to see them. Yeah, then they um, just released a uh, a new song Friday. Uh, they haven't put it on like Spotify yet. It's on like their Facebook page uh, right now. They said it would be up streaming shortly. So anyway, looking forward to uh, to that. And then uh, let's see that Friday night I'm going to see Blind Melon, and that Saturday Sunday night I'm going to see Stone Temple Pilots and Rival Sons in New Orleans. So um, never okay, s- I just recently heard about them doing a package tour together. Yeah, and it's a co- it's, it's a co headlining tour. Each one of them's getting the same amount of time. So uh, that means Rival Sons are are moving up the ranks and uh i'm looking forward to that but uh that's all i've got uh you got anything new to discuss as you usually do i do um i already talked about cooper young seeing under the radar there I, I, a few things i have first of all just uh new yeah new music I, i've been listening to a bunch of different stuff lately and last last time we did this i, I didn't want to just keep you know firing off one thing after another so i, I I kind of say I shelved this one until tonight, but there's a guy that I've recently started listening to his music. His name is Roger Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, Roger Harvey. He's a really, really good, like, just singer-songwriter type. And he, uh, I, I didn't, the way I discovered him is I saw something on Tim Barry, Tim, a Tim Barry post on Instagram about him. And then I realized that a bunch of the guys that, like the Dave Hawes and all that, the, the fall one. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to check this guy out. He's really good. The album that I think he has, he has two full links and an EP. And the uh, album that I really, really like is called Two Coyotes. <coughs> so if you want to hear something in the singer songwriter vein, I would check that out. The other thing that came out probably about a week ago is uh, Life of Agony put out a new song. Their new album, Sounds of Scars, comes out October 11th. So we'll talk more about that album, obviously. I don't want to get too much into it, but it just has me really excited for the album because the song is just awesome. And, I mean, the, the feedback and all the comments and all, I've been just 
it's been pretty impressive. So really looking forward to that album. And then the only other thing I would mention is starting tonight. And I don't know if you know of this, but starting tonight is a uh, Ken Burns miniseries called Country Music. I've seen that. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And and in our next podcast, I'll be able to be able to share my thoughts on it and what I think about it. But I'm really, really looking forward to it. Is that on Showtime? No, it's coming on, um, I guess, PBS or okay, whatever. I guess it's still called PBS, but that's what it's coming on. Yeah, I've seen a lot of advertising advertising for that. Um, looking forward to it. My wife is from Meridian, where uh, Jimmy Rogers is from, so he's considered the guy who created country music. So, um, uh, well, it, you know, interesting I, to see I, how that goes. Yeah, and I, it's it's funny you say that because my um my, my mom with her her recent you know, she had a, her her birthday a few months back. I couldn't think of anything to get her, and a lot of times she likes just certain T-shirts, like I guess like how I do. And I got her several different T-shirts. Panopticon. I didn't get her a Panopticon. Corpse grinder. Um, no, no, I did get her a stone shirt. That's cool. And uh, she loves it. But anyway, she asked me for a Jimmy. Well, she wanted to get a Jimmy Rogers shirt. And so I just ordered a Jimmy Rogers shirt. So it's kind of funny to bring that up. You've got a cool mom. Yeah, so she got a Jimmy, Jimmy Rogers shirt and the, the Stones shirt. Cause she always, I knew she'd like that because growing up as a kid, that was my first exposure to the Stones. She'd always listen to that that, uh, that High Tide collection. Yeah. And then, was it like High Tides and Phased Cookies or something like that? Uh, green Grass. Green Grass. And... Um, and then she, uh, I remember, um, it's only rock and roll. She'd play that one a lot. So, yeah. Well, that's very cool. My mother's idea of rock and roll was the Carpenters. Yeah, that's not very good. No. Um, no. And I already told you last episode, too. My mom would always let me, you know, listen, say, just hijack the radio and listen to stuff like, as we were talking about, New Order Substance, Crowded House was a big one for me. Yeah, Corey Hart, Billy Idol, all this random stuff. She'd always let me play my my cassette tapes. Well, that's really cool. That is really cool. My mom would go and buy stuff for me that I asked for, so I, I can't complain. But Chris, as literally two minutes ago, as you started in on your new music recommendation, <clears throat> breaking news, got some bad news. We lost another person right now. Uh, Rick Ocasek of The Cars found dead. No, that's a surprising one, and we, we and we didn't even talk about Eddie Money too. That was yeah, Friday, and Eddie Money. So, two guys that honestly at, at the beginning of the the MTV era really capitalized on it. Uh, the Cars, hugely influential band, and then uh, Eddie Money. Um, man, he's one of those guys that like I don't own any of his stuff, but like when it comes on the radio, I don't change it. And I feel like I've never heard somebody go, "Oh, I hate Eddie Money." It's just it's music that you just that you just like. But I mean, I don't know anybody that's personally. I don't know anybody that's like a major fan of him and like goes and sees him all the time. But he's somebody that everybody just seems to. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll leave it on. He had good songs. He really did. And one thing that's really interesting about Eddie Money, um, I can't think of the song, and I'm have to think of. You may know what it is, but he did a. And, and you can find some stuff on this. I remember Howard Stern talking about it years ago. He did a video that people almost feel like kind of destroyed his career. It was so bad. 
where he's I can think he's got on some kind of pink spandex. No, 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 you know, that's not all right. It is so weird that you that I mean this is this is weird. Is that not any money? It's not Billy any money. Squire. But it's okay. Billy Squire. Yeah, it's okay. so weird because I heard that story on Eddie Trunk and then I was listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast and they almost verbatim just repeated what you did. Like they said uh the I think it was Rock the Night or whatever. They're like the video destroyed him. He wore a pink shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and as soon as you said that's not him, I'm like, uh, you know, you're right, and it just immediately hit me. Yeah. Okay, nice catch there, but but yeah, those those two guys, you know, two two big names, and Rico Kasich too. I mean, he's 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 had a lot of success too on the other side of the the mixer. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean, and he apparently extremely wealthy. And the article says he just listed his home for sale for fifteen million dollars. So. Um, well, like when you when you're when you can do both when you had huge huge hit, hits when when music sold like crazy when people were buying it, and you're going through the '80s and having that huge success, and then also on the production side of things, yeah. And and I don't know if he was still married to. Uh, they just got a divorce girl. last year. Okay, because I'm saying she, you know she always had she probably hadn't met, made a ton of money. Yeah. Her, you know her, it's uh, yeah yeah um, oh I'm forgetting her name she's a supermodel yeah yeah she um, was beautiful. Oh yeah, stunning. So yeah, he you know they had a great career and um, just were really helped by MTV, kind of like um, Eddie Money as well. And on, on Billy Squire, I've heard a couple of interviews with him saying he he says that he's the most sampled artist there is with the rappers, and that he makes more money now than than just about he ever did from sampling. Huh. I found huh. I found that. Um, I found that interesting, but uh, yeah, it's crazy how um, people are making money in the music industry these days when they aren't selling albums. But he's like, "Yeah, the rappers love my love my music," and, he, and so anyway, uh, yeah, that's sad. Rico Kasich's d- dead, and uh, Eddie Money, and it's like somebody posted on Facebook yesterday. She goes, "We're at that point where all we're we're routinely going to see all our heroes start dropping." Oh yeah, I mean, without a doubt, it's been going now for the past several years. You know, the guy and, and the guys that. Now, granted, the ones that they were just before, or, you know, they were a little bit older generation. You know, when we had guys like like Lemmy and, and Bowie and all those going around the same time, you know, a little bit older. We didn't necessarily we didn't necessarily grow up with their music. Not like I mean, because they were kind of their best years as far as in the recording industry had already they had already gone by. But now, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're in our early forties now. Which means the stuff as I'm talking about when I'm riding around with my mom in the car, those people that I'm that I'm listening to, that I'm cherishing those records as I'm ten years old. Well, you gotta think. They're they're now sixty, seventy five range probably, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean we've really gotta start worrying about what kind of world we're gonna leave for Keith Richards though. <laughs> I mean he's actually, actually I showed that to somebody just just yesterday. I showed that because we were, it was before we were going to the uh, Cooper Young Fest, we were laying around watching TV, and we had the, um, we uh, there was a Crossfire Hurricane was on, mm-hmm. and April she's not real into, she's not real into music, and she doesn't really know a whole lot about the Stones. I mean, obviously she knows who they are and all, and I was talking about Keith Richards and just the way he all, it, even to this day, he's always smoking and drinking. And I started showing her some of those memes. She just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, he he's gonna outlive everybody. So this week uh, we got a 
an interesting topic. It's our first uh, female-based episode, and uh, I, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, odd that we've almost 100, 100 episodes in, and it's our first one that's just based around females. Yeah, it is. So what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about um, some of our favorite female vocalists. And uh, I'm sure Chris had criteria that he used to pick his, and I had criteria to pick mine. So uh, we're not going to spend a long time on it, but we're just going to talk about some of our, our favorite um, female vocalists. And so uh, Chris won the coin toss, so uh, I'm going to throw it to him. Yeah, well, you know, when I didn't really have criteria. It wasn't so much just vocal prowess. It was just what I like. And, and what I what I listen to, and we probably don't talk a lot about female artists, not because I don't like their contributions to music. It has nothing to do with that. It's just there's not a lot of them that I do routinely listen to. Uh, but there are on this list, though, at least there are at least a couple of them that are not just well let me think of some female artists that i really like and who can i put on now these are artists that i listen to all the time a couple of them on here i mean i really 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 like them and uh, three of the five of mine are all newer recording artists and people that aren't really widely known that should be so we'll talk about that so i'll i'll just start with I'm just going to start with my 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 very my very favorite one of the of female singers. It's a girl we've talked about before. Her name is is a uh, Lindy Ortega, and and if you're if you're never if you've never heard of her before, it's L I N D I Ortega O R T E G A. She is absolutely wonderful. She is. She's uniquely Lindy Ortega, but at the same time, she does have, there are a lot of, vocally, she's very, I'd say she's, think, think Dolly Parton. And she does do more of a traditional type country, more of a real country. And just as I've always said, like about so many other artists that I listen to, like there, I'll tell people there, there is, just like, well, just like when we talk about rock. It's like there's good rock music being made. You just don't hear it. It's all pop and hip hop. And on country radio, that's not country. They need to just name it something else. It's yeah, fine yeah. if people want to listen to it and buy those records. As I always say, if that's what you like, play it, play it loud, and love it. But it's not country. And you know, people like Lind like Lindy Ortega should she should be. She should she should be a staple. Um, she should she should definitely be a, a very known artist, but unfor unfortunately she's not. And she first um, first became aware of her when when she was opening for um, Social Distortion. This is another topic I've talked about on here before. There's no doubt in my mind Mike Ness has to play a significant role in getting his opening acts because they are always killer, and a lot of times they're in the same vein of music. And Mike Mike Ness as he's gone more. It, you know, as he's taking the band social distortion more in a kind of a Americana, you know, t um, kind of, I guess just kind of an Americana type sound that he's kind of transitioned to over the years. It's still punk, but now he's starting to take more artists that kind of fall into that, into that vein. And so I'm so used to his openers being so good that 
whenever there's one I'm not familiar with, I look them up before I ever go see the show. And this was one of them where I knew I've got to get there to see her. And she was outstanding. She put out several records. Um, we are going to play a cut from, this is our second record. It's a, uh, the album's called Cigarettes and Truck Stops. It's definitely one of my favorite ones that she's put out. And we'll just, we're going to play, if you would, David, just go ahead and play the self-titled. Play, I played the title track off of Cigarettes and Truck Stops. Lindy Ortega.
Again, this girl is she is phenomenal. Give her a chance. Um, if you're looking for something new, and I feel some- I feel like that that you know you're talking about she's you know a, a throwback country artist and female. I feel like that people like that are starting like with the high women and uh, Amanda Shires and people like that. I feel like there's some people beating that drum now and they're getting more like the high women played Madison Square Garden last night. So I feel like I feel like there's more and more people beating that drum than we think. Yeah, it's just it's it's unfortunate. There's still, but here's the thing. Okay, so you're right, but you're gonna you'll name them as one example, but then it's gonna be still filled with the same cookie cutter stuff all over country radio. And then when we think of the of the male country artists, Chris Stapleton comes out, and he got really big. And I was very happy because I thought, man, maybe, maybe things are about to start turning, you know, cause we, at, at the time when he got really big, Sturgill Simpson to put out his second record, which is, I mean, the guy sounds, he sounds like Waylon Jennings. And I thought maybe the tide's about to, to start changing. I, and I had, I had read before one time I read an article with, with Hank three and that they, and he basically said it's cyclical and he thinks that it will eventually come back. And I thought maybe this is the time, but it didn't. It was just Chris Stapleton, the end. So I don't know. I mean, I could go on another 30 minutes talking about how bad, you know, country radio sucks and I just don't listen to it at all. But anyway, I will move along. So next artist, um, very, very influential artist and just really kind of on the, one of the ones in the forefront of the whole punk movement. And, and if you question me any on that, I would say buy uh, Please Kill Me, a book about the New York punk scene in the 70s. And that's Debbie Harry of Blondie. I, um, I've always loved her voice. I thought she just was super, super cool. She had just the, the coolest image there. Like I said, very influential band. Still talked about to this day. Um, they're still performing. Uh, I would love to see them sometime, but uh, unfortunately, I have not. Uh, I just recently found out too that Debbie Harry she does have a book coming out called Face It. Uh, I don't know when it's not out yet. I don't know when it comes out, but that's one. Uh, that's one I definitely like to check out, and particularly about those days in the uh, you know, mid to late seventies. You know, around the time of of television and the Ramones and then a little bit later, the talking heads, her being a part of that scene. I'd really like to, to read about that, you know, from her perspective of it. But anyway, so yeah. One of, one of the more identifiable voices too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with 
I'm going to go with Natalie Merchant. And um, there was a there was a while, there was a period where I used to listen to, I used to listen to, to the Ten Thousand Maniacs a lot, and I just always loved her voice. Now I can't say that I really listened to much of what she's done as a um, as a solo artist. I know all I know all those hits that she did, and of course the uh, the biggest one probably being. Yeah, because she was she was, I know she when she did because of the night that was huge, but um, those old those old ten thousand maniacs records I think are just phenomenal. Uh, Our time in Eden, which came out like ninety two, that's the one that I really really first got into, and then I started going back and getting the old one like old ones like you know blind man, blind man zoo, that was the one I I really liked, and then the one um, oh geez what is it the one that has uh, oh in my tribe where they do the song with, with Michael Stipe on it. Um, was, I'm trying to think of, wait, no, no, he's, he's on one of the records, but I'm, I'm getting it confused. But anyway, just always been a big fan of her, of her voice and those early 10,000 maniacs records. And I, I was getting the Michael Stipe one confused. Sorry about that. And then next up, I'm going to go with, um, the last two artists are are the uh, that I'm going with are the other ones that like Lindy Ortega are more, you know, more current artists and uh, all somewhat in the same same style of music. Next one is Nikki Lane, and I first became aware of Nikki Lane because she was opening for Butch Walker, and she did a song with Butch Walker, and I remember she got up and, and sang it with him that night, and he later put it out on a little EP that he did. I love her voice. I've, I've been able to see her live a couple of times. Yeah, she has, um, and then she she also she's also open for social distortion. I saw her open for social distortion at the Ryman, so I was really cool. Um, she has, I would say, vocally cross between, I'd say cross between Loretta Lynn and Mazzy Star. Mm. Very cool sounding voice, and she put out she's put out several records now. And she's one of these that the ones I'm naming. She may be having. She may have the bigger name because she's. I know she gets on a lot of cool, a lot of cool, the cool festivals she's on. And there's actually been a couple of videos. One not too long ago, there was a, a video of her performing with Charlie Overby. You know who we just had on the podcast. But that's number four for me. My last one is Jade Jackson. Jade Jackson is. She's right up there with Lindy Ortega as my favorites, and I've really gotten more and more into her she just put out her her second record called wilderness and this one she managed to do what most people cannot do she outdid her debut it's definitely a better record than the first one and i and i love gilded the first album i thought it was really good but this one she stepped it up uh this one again is produced by mike ness social distortion he discovered her i and now his son julian ness plays guitar with her and there's been, I've seen pictures. I never knew this until recently, but looks like Mike Ness's wife, Jay Jackson's mom, looks like they, they were, they were friends. And there's a picture of them of both Jay Jackson and Julia Ness's moms sitting side by side with their kids in their, in their laps as, as babies. And so I guess they kind of grew up together, but Jay Jackson is just another one that you got to check out. She's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we'll give a little give a sample of her music. This is title cut of her new record called Wilderness. Song, obviously Wilderness, and this is a 
clear front. This is, this is definitely up there for in content. I would say in at least consideration as my album of the year. So enough of me talking, David. Go and play Wilderness. One, two, three, four.
And that is going to wrap my list. All right. So Natalie Merchant always appeared like a just appeared like she'd be a cool person to hang out with um, in interviews and and with her music and everything. Um, I don't. My knowledge of her doesn't go much deeper than just kind of the hits and that she was in Ten Thousand uh, Maniacs. Nikki Lane. I honestly haven't listened to. I'll have to give that a try. But Jay Jackson. I've listened to that Wilderness album more than any other album in the last three or four days. Matter of fact. Uh, I think I'm actually going to buy it on vinyl. I like it that much. Um, her voice is just haunting in a good way, especially on that, especially on that song "Wilderness." It's got a smoothness to it that honestly I haven't heard in a long, long time. Uh, her ability to just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, a lot of times people that have kind of dreamy voices. Um, excuse me, dreamy voices. They aren't real powerful, and she somehow manages to do both of those. And uh, I, I was playing it yesterday. Me, me and my wife went somewhere, and I was like, hey, check this out, because I'd been discussing my top five uh, female vocalists with her, and uh, and she really liked it too. So, uh, yeah, uh, of the new ones that uh, that you've mentioned to me, she, uh, man, she's something else. And that song, Wilderness, that's a that's a good song to start on, but then there's songs like "Bottle It Up" on there that are great, and uh, "Shiver" is really good. Uh, those are the ones that I that I really remember the names on. But yeah, multiple choice tonight. Don't say that you love me. I mean, oh yeah, the whole thing is great. Oh yeah, don't and say you love me. Is a, she released that as a single, and that that's a really good one as well. She's another one. Just has like I said, kind of that that she's. I mean, she's more. Uh, it's it's weird when I start talking about Lindy Ortega, Nikki Lane. Jay Jackson, I say they're all kind of in that same realm, and I want to just go. I, there's part of me that wants to just call them country, but then it's like, well, I don't know if they're completely country. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where I completely throw them. I guess just listen to them for yourself and see what you think. Regardless of the label, it's just good music. I agree. All right, so with mine, um, <clears throat> I. St- I the so the criteria I use is just went female voices that just really move me and some of them I listen to a lot of their stuff and some some of them I don't but um, there's something about just a great female voice that to me is just can be a whole lot more powerful than a man's voice uh, especially with conveying emotion at times and just I just I'm always in awe of of women that can sing really well so the first one is one that I do listen to a lot. And when I think of rock singers and powerhouse vocalists, the first name that comes to mind for me is Ann Wilson of Heart. And she's pushing 70 and has not lost a step. Uh, and, uh, you know, her and her sister Nancy formed Heart in the 70s during the classic rock era. And there really were, they didn't have any really female contemporaries. And, you know, Nancy Wilson is regarded as a, a you know a great guitar player, and but Ann Wilson's voice is just something else. Go listen to Alone. I mean, just that that <clears throat> at the end that scream she lets out that that's just all you need to hear. Uh, remarkable how well she's taking care of her voice, and uh, I just I think she's one of the all time greats, and uh, I love Heart uh, a lot. I'm glad her and Nancy got things back patched up and are back together touring. So. That's good, but yeah, uh, Ann Wilson of Heart, that's a no-brainer. Um, another one that comes to mind for me, and uh, my wife likes to give me a hard time about it, is Faith Hill. I love to hear her sing, whether it's her music or other people's music. She, to me, can just deliver the goods 
every time. And whenever she steps on stage, she's always the best singer uh, on stage and just uh, can can really can really go. And some of her gospel renditions of songs, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, I've always been partial to her. Um, really like her. Uh, like I said, she can just really, really sing. Go listen to like Breathe or look up some of the, There's a live video of her and her husband, Tim McGraw, singing that song, um, Chasing Cars by uh, Snow Patrol. And on the last verse, I mean, she just takes it to a whole other level. So uh, whenever Faith Hill comes on, I always uh, sing it in the car. And my wife likes to poke fun at me a little bit about that. But um, She needs to get video of that. Yeah, that would, you know, I love Faith Hill. All right, and another one that um, just really, to me, can, can get up and go with anybody is Mary J. Blige. Now, I'll admit, I don't listen to a lot of her uh, solo stuff all that much. But whenever it does come on the radio, I don't turn it. But I first really, like realize what a great singer she was she did a i think it was like an elton john birthday concert or something like that and she did a duet with him on uh what's uh, i guess that's why they call it the blues and if you're listening to this go pull that up on youtube and just it's just it's amazing what she's able to do and then uh, a couple years later she put out a version of one with you two there and there's a couple of live performances they did. One was on the Grammys, and then one was uh, I forget it was for one of benefit. It wasn't her 9/11. Maybe it was Katrina or something like that. You know how they would do those telethons a couple of days later to raise money, and they would have all the, the bands on there. And anyway, they released it. And so I'm gonna play the verse from one that she sings, and this just absolutely gets me going every time. One featuring you two. wife all the time uh i play that all the time a lot of times when we're in the car i'll pull that up and and listen to it especially the live version and honestly she what she does with that song is she makes me realize what the song is about more than when you two ever did it and so um mary j blige love her voice she sings with a lot of passion i was doing some research on her i didn't realize she sold 80 million records so uh, very well liked and just uh, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful singer. My next one is one that everybody knows would probably be kind of like a trendy pick right now. I don't care. I think she may have the most powerhouse female voice I've ever heard, and that's Adele. 
I know everybody's tired of hearing Hello, uh, and that was that may be the most overplayed song in the history of radio, if, if I had to guess. I, I used to hear it three or four times an hour on a local station here. She has an ability to control that, that powerhouse of a voice that she has uh, and can really let loose when she wants. Songs like Rolling in the Deep to make the hair stand up on my arm. Uh, you know, I hope she takes care of herself enough to be able to preserve that voice. Uh, I've always read that she refuses to quit smoking. And, I mean, she's got the golden ticket right now and um, just just beautiful, beautiful voice. And I remember when that last album came out, it was it was so cool to see all the different people just commenting on it. Like you would see, you know, heavy metal guy saying this, her voice in this album just blows me away. I remember Ron Wood saying she may have the greatest voice of all time. Uh, so uh, kind of a trendy pick, but I think she's going to stand the test of time. And then the last one is uh, Susan Tedeschi. Uh, you may know her. She's a, a, a blues singer, uh, had a solo band for a long time, and she um, uh, got a lot of recognition early in her life, and she married Derek Trucks. And when her and Derek got married after a couple of years, they decided just to blend their bands together, and they formed the Tedeschi Trucks Band, which... I've not, I've never played their music and not at least had somebody compliment. Wow, that is an amazing voice. Saw them recently uh, in concert and everything was cracked up to be. She is the real deal and can sing soul and the blues for somebody that grew up, uh, I think in like Connecticut, or Rhode Island, or something like that. She can really sing the blues and, and soul music, and they are consistently one of the best live bands you'll see. Took my wife to see them, and she was blown away. Everybody ever, I've ever played their music um, has has just remarked on how good her voice is. And she is one that can sing something and make you feel it and make it punch you in the gut. So the song I'm going to play is a little snippet of uh, the first song on their debut album. The song is Come See About Me. Susan Tedeschi of Tedeschi Trucks Band. Highly recommend checking them out. Their latest album, Signs, will probably make my top ten. But more importantly, if you have a chance to go see them live, 
they're they're even better live. They're one of those bands that um, live they can just take it to a whole other level. So uh, those are my five, Chris. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where after I put the list out, I was like, well, I forgot about Lizzie Hale, which I love her voice, especially on those cover songs she does, and some other people popped in my mind. But it's one of those things I, you know. Probably ten people are going to hit me up on social media. Why didn't you mention this person? I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I get it. I mean, e- even mine. You know, I, I kind of went back and forth on a few people. You know, I mean, I I initially told you I put Ten Thousand Maniacs just kind of a last second ad because I initially had Elizabeth Fraser, which I know you're not really familiar with her, but she sings for the for uh, the Cocktoo Twins, and I, I can't sit here and say I listen to the Cocktoo Twins all the time. But when I do, I love it. It's just so unique. It's so dreamy. It's just, it's wonderful, wonderful music. And in some ways, I still think I probably should have put her instead of Natalie Merchant. Because I do think it's just such a cool, unique sound. But there were others I thought of as well. And and then, you know, some of mine, it wasn't even so much that I was looking at, okay, who does, who has the most who has the best pipes? It's not what I was going for because I could even have considered a band that I've recently really gotten into, the Dolly Rots. I, I love them. I love her voice. And as far as your list, yeah, Ann Wilson, I mean, of course, absolute powerhouse vocalist. I mean, one of the great rock vocalists of all time. Faith Hill, I mean, I, I get it. She she's a she's a good singer. Mary J. Blige, not my cup of tea. Um Adele, I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, a lot of stuff's overplayed, but yeah, those those vocals. I mean, I almost, amazing, almost amazing wonder, pipes. Almost wonder if um, in um, 30 years, people are gonna look back on her with kind of the same reverence that they do Aretha Franklin. It, it I think that's gonna depend on the longevity of right. her career. You know, if she if she has. A couple more hit albums and all, yeah, I, I think so. And then with Susan Tedeschi, that's just—I I don't ever really—I don't really listen to her. I'm not familiar enough to even to have a, believe it. Hey, I don't—I can't even really make a comment on it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. Uh, some of the other ones that uh, came to mind that I that I listen listen to a lot: uh, Cheryl Crow, love her voice. Think it's just very smooth. And uh, Liz Fair, I love Liz Fair's voice. I know some people give her a hard time. Uh, about her uh, her voice but uh, I've always enjoyed listening to her a lot and think she uh, she's very underrated with her talent but like we said there'll be plenty of people will point things out that we both missed and that's the way it usually goes but when you're trying to come up with five and the possibilities are endless you're going to skip some people yeah no doubt and uh, I know there's plenty of people that I didn't even think about There's there's no doubt I left them off. I just wasn't even thinking about them. But uh, those were just, when I came up with my list, I said I didn't have a criteria, and I really didn't. But it was it was just stuff, I guess, that popped into my head first. You know, and, and I guess the only thing I knew for sure when I was doing my list, the only thing I knew is that Lindy Ortega and Jay Jackson would be on it. You know, those were the, <laughs> those were the easiest ones. And that, like I said, I knew that instantly but uh and we would love to have both of them on our podcast and we will work on it (laughs) yeah um hopefully hopefully we can but those are those are if you want to hear some new 
you know, some new music, check out something a little bit new. You want to hear maybe a new, some new female vocalist. Start with those two. All right, everybody, that is going to wrap it up this week. Uh, thank you for listening and follow us on Twitter at Digital Killed and like our Facebook page, Digital Killed the Radio Star, and on Instagram, Digital Killed the Radio Star Podcast. Uh, our numbers are, are, are growing, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We've already moved well past our number of downloads for the calendar year last year, already this year. So we really appreciate that. Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. You're going to introduce our playoff playout song and sign us off. Okay, yeah, so David has started incorporating a song to play at the, at the end of the play at each podcast. And so he <clears throat> he hit me up the other day and said, hey, what do you, anything you want to play? And, and the last podcast we did, I talked about Off With Their Heads. And I said that this is, I think it's their best record. And I still am listening to it like crazy. The name of the album is called Be Good. So we're going to play a track off of that. It's a song called Locking Eyes. I hope you dig it. <laughs>